welcome to the Anything and Everything podcast. This episode, we've got a very exciting list of topics that we want to discuss, including the Stranger Things Season 3 trailer and poster that have recently come out, the rumours around the Black Widow movie casting and the beginning of filming, the recently announced Avengers A-Day game, the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, including the star Keanu Reeves, and the 20th anniversary of Star Wars The Phantom Menace this year. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, doing great, Tom. Fantastic. Good to hear. So, what do we think? Stranger Things. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have not seen all of the second season, but it looks real cool. Like, I don't know. They're all, like, big. They're all big and old, and it's kind of cute. This is true. Yeah. This is true. 100%. I'm I'm a massive fan of Stranger Things. Um, uh, I I love it. It feels like an event every year when it comes out. Um, Really excited for it to be coming out July... Fourth of July, I think this year, That's which is correct, great. Stephen. Um, July. Yeah, it'd be like a big kind of American style celebration. Um, yeah, I've really in, enjoyed watching these characters grow up, and I think that um, I think that they've said that they want to do four seasons all up or five seasons. Okay, I can't remember the number. Oh, cool. So they have a designated endpoint. Um, okay. So right. that it feels like the story is going to be a complete one. So we're, hit, we're, hit, we're hitting the halfway point around now. You think around roughly? Yeah, I, that's I, th- I think that's halfway where we're at. So it'll probably end with them maybe like graduating high school or something. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. that off, kind of off thing. To, off to college or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean the real questions are though is that you know is is Steve Harrington gonna survive this because this is we really all I'm invested for at this point. So you're only Honestly, we just in we Steve. stand Steve. We yeah. stand. Yeah, we really love Steve and his particular development. I think across the first two seasons has been quite good. I always liked Dad him as a Steve. Character. Dad Steve, love it. I just I never bought. The kind of like framing him as an antagonist in the first season uh, in a way that they kind of tried to make us sympathize with Jonathan as a kind of like outcasty kid yeah, who like likes the, the girl and it's like no well no steve is a sweetheart and like i mean that would have worked if steve was an asshole but he wasn't he was a nice guy yeah and- I, I think i think what happened from what i've heard is that essentially they plan to kind of make um jonathan that you know like like he ends up with Nancy and he's kind of the lead and he's like more, it becomes more of the charismatic one. Okay. But what they realized once they started filming was that they just loved the actor who played Steve Harrington. And yeah. so essentially they were going to kill him off in the first season, <gasps> they? but they, they decided against it to keep oh him God, in. So and they'd they been it. trying to find a way to get him in the story uh, in like a natural way. And I think yeah. they've really yeah. found it, especially this connection that he's got with Dustin in the second sure. season without spoiling for you, Sabrina, no. that, that is, that is <laughs> yeah. like a key relationship. Almost that's so, in a Oh yeah, definitely. I, mean, I have seen all the memes, so yeah, okay. I was like, I was, okay. I was on level with the with Daddy, ew, yeah, Daddy, Daddy Steve, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> not Daddy. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, I was on the level, and I was like, I can even see because I did, I think I got like four episodes in, right? Yeah, or three episodes in. Yeah, so you're fair enough. And you, you start to see it, and it's really cute. Okay, wow, highly recommended to anyone listening to watch and catch up with the first two seasons of Stranger Things. Um, it's a fantastic television show in Sabrina. I highly recommend that you pick it up. Yes, well. definitely will. And now we're going to be talking about the recent rumours of the Black Widow film that had started uh, filming recently, I think about a week ago. Um, and we've had some casting rumours as well. So what are you guys, what are your thoughts Thoughts I, on a Black Widow movie? I'm so excited. I love Black Widow. Like, like, like I think under Spider-Man, she's like my second favorite because she's just so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that Scarlett Johansson le- like lends so much to that character. Like, oh, I think absolutely. she's like she's really even in Endgame, like she was really like one of like the main characters mm-hmm. that I was sympathizing with, and like, For sure. um, oh, yeah, you know, spoilers for Endgame. 
her, you know, her death her scene fate, was was, yeah. pretty, I, was pretty impactful. I straight up cried from yeah. that point wow. for the rest of the movie. I there there was no stopping the tears. Well, I really didn't see that coming. I honestly thought for that entire scene that it was going to be Hawkeye that yeah. he was going to be the one because obviously he was trying to get his family back and he was going to do anything. And I was like, wow, it's going to be him. And then that subversion of her. You know, it worked so well, didn't it? And the way that they filmed that with them constantly like stopping each other was kind of cool. It got a little over the top towards the end, like Like explosion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they both stopped each other like three times. It was like I mean, it's Marvel. Yeah, this is true. But the way that you know when she's hanging on, like that final shot of her hanging on to him and saying, "You know, let me go." That was very touching. Yeah, Um, that was. Her performance in that film was really a crescendo of mm-hmm. her her time in the MCU. Although not really, because obviously we've got Black Widow, and obviously it's going to be a prequel. Yeah, which is rumored to be a yeah. prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some interesting casting as well, I think, for yes. the film oh, so yeah? far. There's David Harbour's yeah, attached, absolutely. who's Hopper from Stranger Things. Oh, um, yes. and Rachel Weisz um, is attached fantastic. to be uh, the the Rachel villain. Rachel Weisz from um, the favorite or the mummy you might have the seen. Oh yes, yes, yeah. there yeah. we go, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I recognize the name, but yeah. yeah, yeah, she's become like a really fantastic actress over the last few years. She got nominated for an Oscar for the favorite last year, so mm. um, oh, she's kind of in that like serious caliber of actors these like days. Some real talent surrounding that film. Oh, the definitely. only thing is, is that I wish it hadn't been done before Endgame, so that we had that. As opposed to doing Captain Marvel, who, and let's all be honest, was kind of wasted in Endgame. She was in it for all of about 10 minutes total. Because mm. they haven't figured out how powerful she is yet. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Postponing Captain Marvel, because obviously Black Widow is rumoured to be coming out next year. Mm. Maybe doing Captain Marvel now and doing Black Widow, having filmed to develop Black Widow to be released when Captain Marvel was released. Yeah. Well, I mean, of... this film feels overdue, doesn't it? Like, oh, you know, yeah, with Scarlett, oh, it's Scarlett Johansson has been basically crying out for this movie, I think, for... Hasn't, it's been promised for quite a number of years, though. Definitely. Like, I think this is since, about five years overdue, the, to be since honest. Since the first Avengers, I think, it's been promised yeah. that we would have a Black Widow film. Yeah. You know, there's always that... There was always that argument made from, you know, stupid people that, you know, like, oh, you can't have, like, a female-led superhero film that makes money. But then, yeah, you see the success of Wonder Woman and you just want... And, like, you know, the success of Captain Marvel financially yeah. as yeah. well. And you just say, well, what's your excuse now? critically for Captain Marvel, I think. Definitely. I mean, I'd like to... Critically is always, you know, that that's up in the yeah. air. That does, that's... Mm. You're going to yeah. land on one side or the other. Financially is really what's important for these studios. I think as well, though, studio. with Marvel, Definitely. there's kind of always that guarantee that it's going to do It's going to do well, well financially, at least. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's Marvel. It has such a huge name. Like, has security, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But Wonder Woman, you know, doing well. That was yeah. definitely not yeah. like something that was... And we have a Wonder Woman for sure. sequel coming now as I'm very well, excited about that, by the way. Absolutely. The poster that came out looks amazing. Um, definitely. Patty like... Jenkins, the director, she's oh, awesome. Oh Fantastic. And I Gal Gadot so is... Gal Gadot, like, a lot of people doubted her credentials as being Wonder Woman at first. Um, I think she's amazing yeah she's just she's awesome yeah and that so first one Woman movie is so strong and like chris mm. pine in it as well is great um yeah i'm really looking forward to see where they go with that as well definitely so two awesome female-led superhero films coming up soon Yeet. fantastic news well moving on from that talking more marvel stuff we also have the avengers game that was re- announced just yesterday actually avengers a day i believe is the title mm. we just watched the trailer just before we started for, um, recording for this podcast what do we think? Yeah, well, I think I think that a game of the Avengers has kind of been another thing that's a bit overdue, it feels like. It feels like 
it's the final thing they have yet to capitalize on fully. Yes. Um, you know, they've got the comics, they've got the films and the games now. I feel like that's the, the holy trinity we, of <laughs> yeah. making Those money. Terrible, yeah. terrible adaptations for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 of Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Right, and they're like their yeah. Lego games and stuff. Not oh, they weren't the Lego, Lego games. Oh, man. Well, there was, a, there, was there, there was Marvel Lego games, but there was also a couple of really terrible adaptations yeah. of Iron Man to a video game format. Um, just any kind of film direct to, uh, with the exception of Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2, of course, which is a fantastic <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, any direct adaptation of a film to a game, so trying to turn a film into a into a video game yeah. has always flopped, right? I think I think that's the same with any sort of adaptation from like book to movie or yeah, just book any, to whatever. You, well, like you have to you have to take into account with it's the a different of Lord medium. Of the Rings again as well. I mean, there are these mm-hmm. exceptions. Lord of the Rings is a fantastic. I haven't read the books. Ah, so I tried, but if you watch the just... movies, at least yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, who hasn't? I mean, yeah. Yes, no, well, I, I tried to read the books, but they're hard to get through. I won't judge you for struggling with Lord of the Rings. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. I need, I need it now. <laughs> I don't want to wade through like thirty pages yes. of. Oh, and then twenty years ago, this happened, and it affected this and this and like five other people. Oh, well, Avengers A Day. Tom Bombadil, not for you. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> Love Tom Bombadil. He's um a very interesting and underrated character. Definitely is Tom Bombadil for sure. Um, I just love his hearty tune. Yep. And just always fills me with life and of laughter. Which the movie viewers will never know. Movie the, viewers the joy will never of Tom know. The joy of Tom Bombadil. <laughs> One of the most pointless characters <laughs> of all time. <laughs> um, so getting back to Avengers A Day. Mm-hmm. We uh, didn't see any gameplay from this trailer, no, which kind of was a bit like... Trailer. That's always, for me, something that kind of like... Like, I'm into it. I buy in if I see, like, some cool cinematic stuff. Mm. Yeah. And, like, I buy into, like, the storytelling aspects of it because as a storyteller myself, mm. that's kind of what I'm there for. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's a game, I do want to see kind yeah, of what you'd be doing. Like, it's like clickbaity. Yeah. Like, you want to know what you're actually getting. Bearing in mind, though, that all of that footage was created in the game engine. So that yes. Is, yes. It's not like it's a cinematic trailer where it's they edited completely it edited yeah. and staged. Yeah those are the graphics and that is what it's going to look like Mm. my main qualm is nolan north i think it's nolan north it sounded like nolan north whenever they've got voicing tony stark it sounds a lot like it sounded it sounded like almost seth rogany yeah (laughs) like like comic i'm gonna look that up right now but i do think it is nolan north voicing tony stark as yeah we'll we'll uh, just we'll just say it was a choice well yeah Um, because because from what i could tell from the cinematic trailer it looked like they were going for not like a film accurate look it looked mm. like they were going for like more of the comic book traditional look of the characters yeah you know like captain america was quite stocky like we talked about and yeah, yeah. iron man this looks like a to me it just looks like a stock image of a man, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. With, a man with a handlebar so mustache it was it is nolan north cast in the avengers a a mm. uh, a day game um and look i like nolan north as much as the next person he is definitely a fantastic voice actor mm. but He's maybe not, not fine. He's not Tony Stark. Definitely yeah. not. It's just, he has he has that quality to his voice where it's like, um, there it's like funny, like and it's kind of upbeat. And it's like yes, Iron Man does kind of have those moments where he's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. but like <laughs> for the most part, he's a very like serious character. Like the word that comes to mind is gravitas. I don't think that's the right word. Yeah, right. That's fair. It is but a good you word know, for like, it. like he's very charismatic. Iron he's Man, charismatic, but, yeah. but there's that. It's like. He's not as so far gone as like Captain America with the right. seriousness, but he's not like 
Well, he's, look, not, he's, like not, a, he's not a comedic figure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's the, not Spider-Man. the content and the topic surrounding that game specifically, so mm. the, I want to say the seriousness of the subject matter that they're covering, mm-hmm. so the disgrace of the Avengers is the theme of yeah. that game, and obviously it's, it's spoilers for the trailer, it looks like Cap dies at the end of the, the trailer, which is... You know, react. No real spoiler for the game. If they're showing yeah. it in the trailer, then that's probably going to happen yeah. within the first few minutes, if not yeah. hours. I assume the cutscene that we saw was the first kind of yeah. Yeah, the first scene that you played through. Yeah, scene that you yeah, must play like through the, in the game. The, the, the intro, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So look, uh, having a funny, happy-go-lucky voice actor like Nolan North. And I mean, he has done serious stuff. I mean, he did Spec Ops the Line, and I'm not too sure if either of you guys have, have played that particular yeah. game. But played Assassin's Creed as well. Assassin's like Creed, yeah. Desmond from Desmond Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. and um, my favourite... Not exactly from... a funny character. <laughs> not exactly a funny <laughs> yeah. character, no. A, a particularly wasted character, but not a funny character. Um, he also did Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series, That's which right. is one of my favourite all-time video game series. Fantastic story. Um, and Nathan Drake is a brilliant character, and mm. Nolan North really hits it home. But I don't know. I'm not sold on Nolan North as Tony Stark. That's just my two cents. Yeah, yeah. It just it sounds off, especially. I think I think my issue was how the how what type of type of like tone he had with the visuals of Iron Man. I, just, I don't know. It's, yeah. It just it didn't, didn't, it didn't match, match for me. That's yeah. And the long hair that they kind of had halfway yeah. through the trailer for Iron Man felt a bit odd as well. But yeah. I don't know. It's the first we've seen of this game. So yeah. it's coming yeah. in May 2020. So hopefully we will see more trailers, more gameplay before then. Yeah. Um, it seems to be coming to all platforms, I believe. It's a Square oh, cool. Enix game, so you never know. But mm. Yeah, um, I mean, I think, I think with that... Like, I'm just kind of married to the idea of um, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And I think that's, oh, yeah. like, He's part of it. That right? Yeah, right? Like, I've got to, like, separate that. But I think anyway, that's my two cents. If we're going to keep having that character into the next ten years, you're mm. going to need to separate Robert Downey Jr. No, exactly. from that actor. Yeah. You know, I can kind of see the character of Iron Man and Tony Stark almost becoming, like, a James Bond-type kind oh, of yeah. recasting every ten five to ten years like mm. they've done with James Bond over the yep. decades um, to to some success and some not so good success mm. although I do like every Bond in their own way this is off topic um, <laughs> I'm sure that whoever picks up the mantle on screen for Tony Stark mm. when we eventually probably get more Iron Man quote unquote films when I think when the MCU reaches its natural conclusion and they start to reboot some of these characters yeah. maybe in 10-15 years we might see a new, a new, a new Iron Man. A new yeah, Tony I mean Stark. they kind of did it with um, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, but there are other contextual reasons for that. I yeah, think. yeah, rather yeah. than needing to recast Have a new character, yeah. because of age or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, um, yes, if we've got nothing more to say on Avengers A Day coming May twenty twenty, please uh, <laughs> check it out with us as we find out more news. Um, Keanu Reeves in the recent trailer for CJ CD Projekt Red's coming upcoming game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. What do we think? That looks so cool. Yeah, I I, lo- I love the design of the world. Um, I th- I think that it looks really fun to play in, and kind of it looks like a bit more of like a a story based game that you mm. can kind of um invest in, and like will have good characters <laughs> and good narratives and that sort of thing, but also got the visuals to kind of be yes. incredibly, incredibly you know. Yeah. Innovative, innovative for for gameplay. It has a very unique art style. Well, yeah. I, I say unique. It does look very Blade Runnery. Um, but I do love the the feel and the and the 
kind of the world that they look like they're creating. It seems yeah. different to games that I've seen before. Like yes. maybe not like it's not a completely new idea or yeah. like world design all round in terms of like yeah. cinema and like literature. But in terms of games, I don't think I've really seen one that has this yeah, it looks kind of style. iconic style. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, I can I can only really think of something like Borderlands. Yeah, uh, I definitely got realistic. some some Borderlands vibes right. from it. Uh, it's I, I think more story cus- driven than Borderlands. I should I should think though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Borderlands is, is there's a decent story running through. I yeah, mean, yeah, I've only yeah. played two, yes. so I don't know about number one. But, but I, I did play... Number two, it, it is quite story-driven. It is relatively story-driven, mm. but you can kind of safely ignore the story of Borderlands 2 and just kind of go there for the grind kind of shoot-fest. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the way I played it, I, I went through all the yeah, all the, sure. the missions and all that. So, As did so I, how I played it was very story-driven. Yes. Um, I think it's it's... It's not like like World of Warcraft or something where you like legit can just like move through areas and yeah. grind and yeah. level. It's you still kind of have to have. Well, no, CG, C, CD Project Red, if I can get their name out <laughs> properly, are um, a very prolific story game studio. So they made the Witcher series, right? Oh, um, yeah. and they've done a lot of other story based games. So they're mm. a, they're a very talented studio. You know, The Witcher Three is such a commercial and, and critical mm-hmm. success. And a good game in its own right, um, but I have you know a good amount of respect for that studio. Um, I do think that they're kind. Of, it, it feels like they're going for the kind of like shoot 'em up Borderlands style, but mixed with a more sort of focused story and creating this kind of like world and doing some world yeah. building. Yeah, I suppose. Stuff, I suppose so. I do agree with you there because I mean it seems to be very much centered around one character yes whereas borderlands it has like an overall storyline but it's not the character yeah. you choose doesn't affect the <clears throat> there's story a handful line, really. of characters yeah there's like five or something that you can play in yeah. each each game um but I don't know, it looks really cool like i, I have a feeling that it's going to be really like i well i hope it'll be really customizable with like the um the guns yeah. and the weapons that you can have i yes. hope you can car- yeah oh, you man. can customize your character but yeah i mean like i think we've forgotten to talk about the best part of the trailer yes. which is Keanu oh, Reeves, yes. the man himself you know um, he's having such a great year, Keanu Reeves. You know, Toy Story. He's getting a lot of um, praise for his performance in that. Yeah. Um, Wait, who is he in Toy yeah, Story? Yeah, he's in Toy Story. Um, he's playing a new character in Toy Story. Um, wow. Yeah, which is apparently he's like steals the show from people I, I know that have seen it. He's, so happy. Is he a character that we've seen in one no? Of the he's a completely new character. He is okay. In the, I, I, I think he's in the trailers. Trailer? Yes. Okay. I forget he's his not. name. It's he's basically playing like a. Like an overzealous kind of like motorbike riding. Like. <gasps> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. my god! I yeah. love that I remember so from the trailer. Much. That's yes. Keanu, is it? Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't pick that up when I watched the trailer. Yeah. Um. There's wow. some. There's some great footage of him. Um. Doing the voice recordings behind behind the scenes, and he looks really into it. Like he's really having a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have such a love for Keanu Reeves. I do too. I like, mean, uh, this is the thing with Keanu Reeves and me, right? So. That sounds like he is. He is a genuinely bad actor like like <laughs> like no joke like no Keanu, joke like, Keanu, if I, you're listening we're so sorry we love you no, I, we love you i'm serious Steve is just a hater I, I, no, i'm serious Keanu is a bad actor but i love him so much yeah point true. break speed basically are my entire matrix. childhood yeah eh, less so matrix yeah. but i do okay. appreciate he, does, he definitely has one tone oh i mean like if you watch but the john wick him. films this guy this guy cannot act at all. He's basically <laughs> He's really a, good at looking cool. And, yeah, and grumpy. Yeah, and when he was younger, he was a really good insert character, like we talked about. Like, yeah. he, you mm. can kind of plaster yourself onto him, like Neo in The Matrix or like 
um, yeah. his character from Speed or even his character from Point Break. They're kind I would of say so, yeah. generic men that you can kind of like. Especially, I would say, Speed and The Matrix are two very yeah. self insert quote unquote characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, how old was I when I first watched The Matrix? Maybe 10 or 11? Um, fantastic viewing for for a young mind. Yes. The Matrix um, spun me out for weeks. I must say, I was convinced I was in a computer. Simulation. Oh my god, that that messed with my mind. For <laughs> I still years. am. To be honest, you still yeah. feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, I'm like, did I see the same person on the yeah. bus? Did I get some deja vu today? Yeah. Um, but oh, was, let's let's not delve into that because I'm already I'm feeling oof. Do that. I'd love to see a Matrix. Um, kind of just not not necessarily another movie, but like some just kind of homage reunion between like you know oh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu and well the I'm, other actors. I, I'm remembering this off the top of my head but I did read something about the Wachowskis would be interested in doing another Matrix at oh, some point but yeah. really yeah wow. well where would they go in the Matrix story after uh, I haven't seen years? I haven't seen the the sequels oh um, haven't you okay. no I, I think that's well, the one I was like 10 I saw like, the sequels once them. or twice they they don't really, um, yeah. kind of. Have much. If it, to me, it feels yeah. to me it feels like a one-off story. To be honest, like it, yeah, like there is stuff you could explore, but it it's not. Yeah, it's it seemed a bit forced. To be honest, well, they kind of explored the. I mean, the third film in the in the in the franchise is probably the one, and I'm, this is probably a bit controversial because that's widely considered to be the worst, and the second one is widely considered to be kind of mediocre, and the mm. first one is apparently a masterpiece, <laughs> which of course it is. Um, but like the third one kind of adds more to the world I building. say the world Is building it? and the, mm. the ideas around it because obviously okay. Neo concludes the war between the humans and the machines he wakes but doesn't necessarily wake everyone up I mean oh, I'm, spoilers it's like a 15 year old movie but like, <laughs> yeah um, you know he, he kind of everybody in the matrix becomes aware that they're within the matrix and they get the choice to leave uh, in the end i believe is the way that it's interpreted and it's mm. kind of like what is consciousness what is war because he also kind of becomes the chosen one for the machines as well as for the humans by the end because he stops agent smith who's gone right anyway it's like it's, it's a really, whole thing it's yeah, like yeah. a really weird <laughs> explaining the plot of yeah, <laughs> matrix explain the war plot of the matrix three yeah. um anyway yeah but keanu reeves having a great year him. he's having a great yeah. year. he's having a great year um, Cyberpunk 2077, um, Toy Story 3, John mm. Wick 3, uh, Toy Story 4, sorry, John yeah. Wick 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was, um, I mean, I just, I love it so much. I, when you pointed out he's not a good actor, I'm like, yeah. i tell you who I want yeah, him to look. play, though. Um, obviously now with the... You said Batman, aren't you? No, not Batman. No. The all but confirmed rumours that they're doing a Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic right. story for... Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Keanu to play Darth Revan, who is. Yep. If you look at pictures of Darth Revan from those games, yep. it's literally just Keanu Reeves. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Darth Revan does I look a lot like Keanu Darth Reeves. Revan. Looks a hell of a lot like Keanu Reeves, and I love those games. And like, I, again, I, I hesitate to say spoilers because it's like a twenty-year-old game. <laughs> but like, the first Knights of the Old Republic, that twist with Darth Revan and the player character. It's just such a mind-blowing moment for me Me in my formative gaming <laughs> years as a young boy playing that on my parents' like Toshiba laptop back in 2004 oh, man. Um, was, you know, really formative for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I love that game and I, I, I'm very excited about the rumours that they're producing some kind of Star Wars content, whether it's a TV show or a trilogy or whatever, or a one-off that. movie. 
Yeah. Um, I want Keanu Reeves to play Darth Revan because that is just perfect oh, casting. Top Going back set. to my point, before you Please. rudely interrupted Oh, me. I'm so sorry, Sabrina. <laughs> um, I no. just got excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so fun. Um, no, with the whole, like, Keanu Reeves as not a good actor, I, just, I feel like, like, you don't watch his movies for good acting. You no. watch them for the gratuitous violence and the insane stunts. Yeah. Like, John Wick 3, holy moly. Yeah, he's a bit of the rock. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you haven't seen it, Tom, but there's no, this one scene like... where he's like just throwing knives at people. Yeah, and it's, it's fun. Love it. It's very fun. It's like in the first like ten yeah, minutes, it's great. twenty minutes of the movie, it's and very it's just, early on. It's just, is this the <laughs> third? The third film? The third one. Oh the third God. one. Yeah. I, just, I was like sitting watching. I was like, wow, this is this, this is, is all amazing. I wanted. Yeah, and and that, <laughs> that that's kind of like it feels harsh to say he's a bad actor because I don't mean that in the like obviously yeah. he's a he's a terrific actor in some aspects mm-hmm. he's just not so great at line delivery or like kind of tone <laughs> or like yeah, he when he's, he's better when he variety. doesn't speak to be honest um, but <laughs> like, that's yeah. not to diminish him as an actor because I think he's had a fantastic career and I absolutely love him mm. in just about everything yeah. he does mm. well he excels as you said before at self-insert characters like Neo mm. uh, from The Matrix and possibly that's kind of why John Wick is because my understanding is, is there's not a hell of a lot of dialogue in the John Wick films it's mostly action mostly um, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's probably, why I watch it that's probably why you go to his films to kind of get that cinematic experience that kind of like self-insert I think he definitely still has his moments like like there are definitely moments where I'm like yeah like I totally I feel for his character like I think he did that really well but then again there are also moments where, that are supposed to be really like hard hitting and it's kind of like uh, do I feel it not really yeah but like I still love him so much yeah like, so yeah, much he's true so anyway uh, CG Products Red game uh, Cyberpunk 2077 drops on the 16th of April 2020 with Keanu Reeves as possibly a main character please Can't hopefully wait. a main character unless it's just a, a cameo for a little bit of the game which would be really heartbreaking I do hope he's a main uh, character they better not pull a jungle book on me Oh, they what, better and just not. have him appear for, like, five minutes and then I and was then so mad. <clears throat> <laughs> Stephen just, like, checked out. He's not pleased. <laughs> He's not a fan. Snake was never a massive part of the story. Her <laughs> name was right in the middle of the poster. That's because it's Scarlett Johansson. What do you think? Yeah, but, like... They're not going to sell the fact um, they have Scarlett Johansson yeah, in the film. Yeah, they want to play yeah, off the like, name of I just, I Bill Murray's name was in character. there, too, and he was in the film. Yeah, but he wasn't in the middle of the poster. You know that... You know how, like, alphabetical posters work, right? It wasn't alphabetical though. <laughs> she was just in the middle of the poster. As in her character or like her name. Her name. It was yeah. like there were like two names on either side. Hers was right in the middle and I was like, oh cool, she's gonna be As like she's That's because alphabetical order. It wasn't choice not. <laughs> no. No, I refuse to believe anyway, that. Anyway, before we devolve into <laughs> the saga continues <laughs> for real, uh, let's talk about Who was on the spirit poster, by the way? Um, Matt Damon. Okay. Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Um, as I was mentioning before, obviously the rumors of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, but around the time that, that game was released, the early 2000s, we were in the midst of the prequel trilogy. And yes. this year, 2019, marks 20 years since Star Wars The Phantom Menace was released. And man, you can tell with those special effects. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. A movie that is aged worse than movies that are 30 years older than it. Unbelievable um, how badly... Some of those movies have aged. Like, yes, they've really visually. put so much faith in those special effects, and it's it's kind of sad to I see think, it fail on them, like so spectacularly. I think it was meant to kind of. I mean, look, if George Lucas had made those films 
either 10 years later or 10 years earlier it would have been 10 times better they looking they would have been much better looking and possibly better r- received I'm not yep. sure like if we were instead of in the being in the midst of so just imagine and I'm not a prequel hater by the way I love the prequels I grew up on them some of the best experiences of my childhood are going to see the prequels in cinemas you know playing yep. with Star Wars collectibles and you, you know love. just being a proper nerd um <laughs> i love the prequels i even like jar jar binks controversial and i love yeah, our I don't know best what problem with jar jar binks is. well i loved him as a character i was also the, like five but yeah, like i loved well, him that's, that's why you loved him yeah because you were five. and i was around the same age as well it's completely unbearable but, now as yes, an adult, as, as <laughs> like, an adult I, revisiting kind of cringe, yeah um although i mean look some of his slapstick humor makes me giggle his weird line delivery um is obviously and his 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 voice obviously is kind of grating and I have no hate for the character whatsoever. See, but if if his voice is annoying, then mine probably is too because that's like the same pitch. <laughs> you, what you sound like Jar Jar Binks? Is that what you're saying? Can you do a Jar Jar impression oh, for no. us right now? Uh-uh. No, I'm not okay. doing that. Well, we will get Sabrina to do a Jar Jar impression at one point. Um, <laughs> but like the Phantom Menace, as a movie, I actually think it's one of the better prequels, if not one of the better Star Wars films. I'm not good with the names of the Star Episode Wars movies. One. Which is that the with the in the fighting fly thingy? The pod race. The, yeah, yeah, the pod race. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. I know what I'm doing. The, the one that was released after the original trilogy in 1999. It was the big comeback that oh was God, a big disappointment. Oh wow, wow! What a what a year, huh? <laughs> How young are you? What a year for the How young are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, uh, the Phantom Menace. As I was saying, imagine if it had been released now so instead of us being in the midst of the sequel trilogy we Mm. were in the midst of those stories being told so the stories of Mm. the prequels and anakin skywalker told with today's technology yeah and because it it is like i mean star wars as a franchise is a very like technology um yeah technology heavy series Mm um but yeah and i do think that the the reliance and as you said Stephen like they re- they did gamble on that technology but what mm. we have to remember is is that technology and, and the, the team at Industrial Lights and Magic the people who did it back in in those days like the technology wasn't at the point where we can get things like Gollum or like mm. you know of course not, um, yeah. the, the stuff that we get today with like the Lion King uh, yeah so it was stuff, but so. to an extent but it also wasn't that far off you know. Mm. Look, no, like the first Lord of the Rings film is two thousand. It was two thousand one, I think it was made. Yes, like, you're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's only two but years Gollum away. Gollum didn't really make a curse. Well, they were kind of. And this to the second one, yeah, of course. Yeah, and but, when, um, when was two thousand released? Two thousand two. Yeah, so it's not that far off. Yeah, not that far off. Um, and I know I do know that they were quite being quite experimental on that film set. Yeah, they were kind of figuring it out as they were doing it. Um, For sure. But yeah, yeah. I, I also know that the advancements that they made during Phantom Menace allowed for kind of yes. the special effects advancements yeah. that came Which after is why so. i will always sort of appreciate definitely them as a creative piece of media yeah where i where i stand with the prequels as a whole is i don't i never hated the idea of doing the anakin skywalker story i actually thought it could be potentially quite cool to see mm. like a character descend into madness some of my favorite stories are about that you know piggy mm. blinders vikings mm. um even uh breaking bad those kind of characters i really like that um i just don't think that Seeing, seeing as I've rewatched them quite recently, um, when Last Jedi came out, I yeah. rewatched all the Star Wars films okay, back nice to back. Um, 
they they just did stick out for some reason. Um, I enjoyed them so much as a kid. I didn't have any problems with them growing up just because, you know, that's just yeah, what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, you just enjoy the fun so much. Yeah, you don't pick up on You don't pick up on the faults. You don't pick up on, you know, like Padme and Anakin staring out the window for like yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> doing weird shit. Are you blinded by love? Oh, God. <laughs> I hate grass. Gets <laughs> <the> sand, sorry. <laughs> I hate grass. <laughs> I hate grass. I hate grass. Uh, we are rebranding anything and everything to I hate grass. And that is our new podcast. That, sorry, that was a line from uh, Spirit, of course. Uh, um, uh, from Spirit. Uh, no. Yeah. Horse Spirit. of the Wind. Or you know what? Like, if, yeah. if Matt Damon of the said toilet. that, I would, it would be okay, though, because it's Matt Damon. All right? Mm. We love Matt Damon. Mm. We, don't, we, don't, we don't love Spirit, though, unfortunately. <laughs> we do love Spirit, okay? We love the Spirit remake that is acted and directed oh, by... With Keanu no. Reeves. So- <laughs> anyway... Look, what you were saying, Stephen. Yeah, I, I guess as I'm saying, I th- I think that the main issue with Phantom Menace particularly is the control that George Lucas got over it and the kind of stranglehold. If you've seen the documentary that came out surrounding it, you can mm. see him His, literally yeah. micromanaging the editor yeah. uh, to an extent that is quite almost cringeworthy. Well, was, yeah, it's like, was, what's the point of having an editor if you're yeah. going to do that? Like, he, was, he was, I think, on the ground making decisions about the look of every single minor character and extra. That's not and good. And it's like... As a as a writer and director, and did he co-produce as well, or was I'm it sure just he did, Rick, yeah. was it just Rick McCallum that produced? I can't remember, but I'm sure he would have had a hand in producing. Of course, it. he would have. Yeah, he, he he did almost everything, and like that's insane. The, the man is a talent. Mm-hmm. The man is a, a good director and writer. Mm. It's just he for those movies and yeah. with my you well, know that's just, that's just not how you run I actually think he's yeah. a better I actually think he's in general he's a better writer than he is director um, I would agree I would agree with that um, so that's kind of yeah I think his direction might, might have like hindered the film a bit the, the big sort of the, the reason why I think the original trilogy was so good is because Lucas's wife and of course Lawrence Kasdan had so much influence on yeah especially Kasdan yeah. yeah especially Kasdan mm-hmm. the first two films being New Hope and Empire mm. um Obviously, you can see the lack of Kasdan's influence on Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, to an extent. Well, I think the, but I also think the to... beauty of a of a like a film set or like just a team working on something is you kind of like you get so many different perspectives and it becomes more fully rounded, fully like accessible. Comes a text, it becomes a, like a collaborative thing. effort. Like yeah, yeah, whereas it's like you know if if you're just stuck in a room by yourself writing something. In, what's in your head is perfect like you you understand everything and it, it works but then you get someone else to read it and they're like um what is this none of it makes sense right because they don't have that background so i suppose with with george lucas taking over and being like no, no this is my baby you don't get that roundness yep. you know you don't get the wholeness of the yeah you don't you don't get you don't get everyone else's yeah. small input which you know undoubtedly would have helped to create Definitely. star wars originally and yeah you know, it's a shame that we. It's a shame that they don't kind of hold up or kind of be remembered mm. as as better films. You know, they, yeah. the, yeah. the hate is kind of is, is over the top at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get where people are coming from. You know, um, it something as special to people as Star Wars is always gonna yeah. is it, even to this day is gonna yes. cause conflict in the audience. So. Well, as you can see, even with the new films, there's been a lot of controversy and, and hate even yes. surrounding some of the decisions yeah. taken by. J.J. Abrams and mm. Brian Johnson, and I think some of that is relatively deserved, specifically around some of the stuff that Johnson decided to do with the Last Jedi. Mm. I, I think that it really comes down to perspective, though. Like, it, I, I think that there are stories for people, and there are stories for other types of people. And, and I think that with the Last Jedi is a great example of stories that are 
I just I don't think align particularly well with the traditional Star Wars fans. It's more for like a more of a modern audience that want to see uh, yeah. the characters experience different things. And I think that they mm. took that gamble. And you know, you're always going to piss some fans off. But mm. you know, I think that if you ask them, they'd be still content with what they made. So yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Understandable. Well, if that rounds off our Star Wars chat, we have a. Um quick segment about what else we've possibly been watching and uh, looking at and reading and, and digesting in the pop culture uh, mm. scene so Stephen, Sabrina, have you guys got anything that you've been focusing on? Anything yes. you want to talk about? Yes, I've got two things in particular that I want to talk about, um, both TV it. shows one I've finished, which is Fleabag okay. um, so it's done by it was created and written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge Right. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her work. I don't but believe I've heard yeah, of her. She's sure. also the creator of Killing Eve, which is quite popular. Okay. Um, I've heard of that. And she is now officially the writer for the next James Bond film, which is she really, is. really exciting. The next I, Craig Bond film. Yes, the Craig Bond 25. Um, Bond 25, which do, you, do we know when that's slated to be released? Bond 25? Uh, 2020, I believe. 2020. Mm, okay. I, just, I have such an issue with James Bond. Like, well, I'm hopefully, sorry, hopefully just... Fever Waller-Bridge can solve this. This is kind of why she's been brought on board to... Even the playing field um, for mm. the characters, because just, obviously... just my issue, like especially, I think it was Skyfall, where the whole the whole thing it's like about like the Bond, the girls, like there was the whole thing. She was like, oh, oh I'm not gonna be another one of your girls. I'm not gonna be another one of your girls. I think that was and Spectre. Then, yeah, Spectre. And then like right at the end, she's like, oh, I'm one of your girls. Like, but that well, that's <laughs> not that's not what happened. I mean, I'm. I know. Very... And then just like flying a plane into a forest, <laughs> just really. Yeah, I mean, look, Spectre <sighs> wasn't exactly the most believable film. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that was Skyfall really well. is definitely... Skyfall was one, one of the better... Skyfall. Definitely. Skyfall was amazing. But I'm really excited to see what Phoebe Waller-Bridger can do because basically, oh. to give you a quick like elevator picture of what the show's about, yes. it's Fleabag. It's basically yes. about this um, woman who is grieving over the death of um, a friend of hers who's mm-hmm. committed suicide, essentially. Oof. And she's essentially... It's a drama. It's a dramedy, so it's drama and it's also comedy. So okay. it's okay. so it's heavy hitting drama, but at the same time, it's really really funny. It's um, kind of like black comedy, maybe. Yeah, definitely black comedy. Oh, she black. addresses the camera. It's kind of like she breaks oh, the she breaks the fourth like wall the and she talks to like the a, audience like and a that sort of thing. Shakespearean kind of motif. Yeah. Like, like life kind like of that? life kind of yeah. pauses and she'll be like, okay. "Oh, get a load of this guy." Like House like, of Cards kind of thing. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or like, and, guess, I guess you guys are wondering how I ended up here, like that sort of thing. Sort of to an extent, but record scratch. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's done in a really funny and inventive way where she'll like, if something's a bit cringy, she'll kind of like look at the camera and be like, ew. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. She interacts do, really, yeah. it, it's a really great relationship that you kind of form with this character. And okay. Olivia Coleman stars as kind of oh. the antagonist of the series. Oh, beautiful. And I she's, love Olivia Coleman. She's amazing. And she basically plays uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge's um, stepmom that they, they, they are just at odds all the time. And it's so great yeah. to see those two play off against each other. Can I just quickly jump in with a really have an appreciation yeah. for Olivia Coleman? Of course. Just Broadchurch and just anything and everything that she's... Oh, well, hang on. That's an <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anything that she's been in, um, she's just knocked it out of the park, right, Olivia Coleman? Okay. Deserved like, your Oscar completely last year. Oh, my year. God, yeah. Completely. Like, like Broadchurch. I say, I don't know if I... Just so fantastic. She was in Hot Fuzz as well as a little bit of a... Yeah. Um, and Peep Show and, and all Crown? these other fantastic... The Crown? Crown? She's she going to play the queen. queen in the next season yeah. of The Crown. Oh, the Crown. okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 If you look up Sabrina... Mm-hmm. Um, Broadchurch. She is. Oh, that, uh, that's David Tennant. Yeah, she's David yeah. Tennant's sidekick. Oh, I love it. Like I've, I've so. seen little bits about Broadchurch. I haven't you should actually definitely watch Broadchurch. Yeah? It's a very good and engaged mystery. Love that. Okay, Fantastic. cool. We love mysteries. But yeah, um, if you guys are friends of Olivia Coleman, and um, I would particularly 
Joey to check out Fleabag because it's super great. I think there's only six episodes a season, 25 minute watches, two seasons. Um, I smashed oh, it out in like a day. It was amazing. Yeah, that's, um, that's an exam procrastination thing right there. Definitely, right? Let's do it. And um, yeah, keep, keep it. your eye out for Phoebe Waller-Bridger because she's going to be one of the best writers of the next 10 years, I think. Ooh. She's so good. So um, Fleabag and Bond 25. Fleabag, yeah. Oh, sorry. And so the uh, second thing that I wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. the show I've just started last night called The Terror. Um, the Terror. And basically, mm-hmm. it's a kind of a horror story set um, in the 1800s with these uh, British sail sailmen and like mm-hmm. essentially they're trying to uh, go to the North Pole and find a passage through to like Asia. Based on true story, basically okay. what happens is these two ships, the Terra and the Erebus, mm. go missing and nobody knows what happened to them essentially. Mm. And the story is based on like myths of like um, the the people that lived in the Arctic telling tales of what happened to these sailors. Love that. Um, and they actually disappeared in real life. Yeah, they disappeared in real life. And basically the story is based on what happened to these sailors. So, okay. um, oh, this is very... It's not true. It's it's yeah, it's it's skeptical, them. but it's also based on stories from the natives that okay. lived, that lived there at the time. Right. So, okay. um, so there's essentially yeah. a lot of legends that go with what happened okay. to them. Um, I'm not at the end yet, but it's really exciting, really engaging. Watch um, a lot of like Game of Thrones actors in it, which is okay. kind of cool to see. Uh, Mance Raider. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the uncle. Benjamin um, Stark. No, not Benjamin. Sorry, um, on the other side, Tully, uh, Edmure Tully. Edmure, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's in it. He's, he's really in good. Bond as well. Yeah, he was in and Jared Bond. Harris is in it as well, who's excellent. Um, who okay, played nice um, in in the Crown was the king. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, king, yeah, yeah, nice one. And yeah, just a really good British cast, really good show so Love far. And I'm loving it. Yeah, the terror, excellent. Sabrina, have you been watching or reading? Yeah, anything? so I'm. Um, I've been watching Love, Death, and Robots. Right. And honestly, right. I was like, look, I just it looks really like anime and I'm not into anime like I'm just I had a phase and I'm now fully out of that phase phase. I really did can we hear about this no (laughs) (laughs) maybe later as long as you still love maybe off air you can tell us about your anime phase oh my god um anyway (laughs) but I started watching it and it's actually really good okay like I just it's an animated show I take it yeah but it's like it's like little shorts the second episode in particular was amazing I I loved which was the three robots um kind of on the journey yes that was so cute but it's like okay so it's like it's not Maybe a consistent series. It's short, like, An short anthology. films. Anthology, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, anthology. Um, and it's different animation styles, different stories each time, but all of the episodes are about either love, death, or robots. Okay, puts me in mind of the Animatrix. The yep, short, yeah, I remember that. It was a while ago. Stories done by the Wachowskis after the release of the first Matrix. Yep. Yeah, it, it's very much in that vein. It's like different style yeah. animation for each. So each okay. kind of it's got so, a particular some of them look. Are quite similar, but like it's really cool and like okay. they're really cool stories. They're really short. They're to the point. Nice. Um, I think they yeah. range from like four minutes is the shortest to like, yeah, to like eighteen or something. Yeah, they're all okay, less so than they're all minutes. short. Yeah, yeah, proper short stories. Yeah, okay. and they're f- fully contained as well. Like, okay, I nice. mean, obviously, there's like yeah. there's like little cliffhangers. So you can jump around. Oh yeah, like between. you don't have to watch okay. it in any order. Where can an interested viewer? Um, so it's all on Netflix. This? It's all on Netflix. Yeah, but it's really cool. Love, and then death I mean, and robots. you reminded me a bit with the like the mystery of or no maybe Tom, um, the mystery with Broadchurch. Yes. So I'm like I'm a big fan of like crime shows yeah um and if you all don't mind subtitles i've got two that like seem really cool so far i'm like in the middle of them right one of them is norwegian and it's called um borderliner and it's about so there's there's this body that's found and he's like dead obviously um and then it's you kind of you, you know who killed him 
very soon. Like, very, very, like, at the very start of the show, pretty much. Right. Like, a couple episodes in, I think you find it out. Um, and our main character is in the police force, and he's, like, trying to figure out who it is, and there's this whole thing, um, and it's so cool. But if you guys don't mind subtitles, fantastic. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. So. Yeah, and then another one is The Forest, which is French, um, and it's about this girl who, like, goes missing one day. And there's this, like, forest that... I'm only a couple episodes in, but this forest that's, like, haunted or something, okay. or there's some sort of fear surrounding this forest some sort of supernatural thing right and it's really cool okay cool like yeah both of them borderliner and the forest um both on netflix both on netflix oh great real good shows real good cool have to add them to my list definitely fantastic thanks for those recommendations guys i will definitely look into those myself Mm. um so uh i myself i almost forgot about myself what have i been watching um I recently, um, because I'm feeling a bit of a, it's a bit of a bit of a hole in my heart where Better Call Saul used to be, and obviously we've got the final season coming up next year, or obviously skipped this year, mm. no Better Call Saul this year, which is with the movie coming up, the movie coming up, the, the with Aaron Paul uh, as Jesse Pinkman post Breaking Bad. Where do we know when that's coming? Uh, I thought it was 2020 as well, but okay. I haven't heard any news about it starting production yet. So. Okay, so I've. I started Better Call Saul from season one two days ago again, um, and this will be like my third rewatch nice. season one and two. I watched season three twice through, and I've only watched season four once through. So it'll be good to watch season four through again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind, I'm just kind of missing that style. I'm missing the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan aesthetic. You know, I, I I love that anyway as a storytelling medium, and I love Breaking Bad, and I love. Better Call Saul, just as, and Better Call Saul, I am definitely in the camp of that is a, a much fine, more finely crafted narrative Ooh, than can't agree. Breaking Bad. You Breaking can't Bad agree. is basically perfect in my view. It's, really? Let's have this discussion, man. Well, I, I, I just think that, you know, I, I, I haven't seen all of Better Call Saul, so I can't atone for that completely. Okay. But I just, for me, Breaking Bad is kind of, will go down as television's greatest show. I think that wow. it's, got, it's got the longevity. I think that the act, you'll never see better acting um, I think the, the Brian Cranston Aaron Paul combo. Yeah, the the combos are such a winning combo. I think there's so much heart in the story. There's so much. It just goes, especially in the later seasons, like season yes. three, four, five. I think it just it feels like you're on a roller coaster. Like mm. you feel like you can't get off. You know, you're heading in towards like a brick wall or something on a yeah. freight train, and you you know me, something bad's going to happen. For me, it's all about like I mean, if I look at it objectively, I think Breaking Bad is probably the I'll probably take back my comments about the more finely crafted narrative. I think you're probably right. Breaking Bad is an exceptional show. One of the... Probably near perfect. There are probably a few tiny tweaks you could probably make. Of course, with with any show. That's the case with anything. And that, again, just comes down to personal preference. As close to perfect as a television show can get, I think you get Breaking Bad. The reason why I love Better Call Saul... uh, One is because it's a much slower burn than Breaking Bad. Mm. It's like... We're at the point now with Better Call Saul where Breaking Bad has been explosive. Like, across the five seasons of Breaking Bad, like, we're already, you know, four seasons into Better Call Saul. We've got the last season approaching. Right. Um, you know, Better Call Saul has been a much slower burn, and I kind of can appreciate that coming off the back of Breaking Bad. And the way that Better Call Saul has... 
reinforced and told a really compelling backstory of a lot of the characters. So seeing more of Gus Fring in season four and his relationship with Mike and growing that relationship and then introducing, um, what was the, uh, Gail, introducing Gail back into Better Call Saul in the most recent season and um tuco getting some background on tuco and then obviously seeing how hector salamanca became disabled and 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 in a chair and just seeing gus fring as one of the most compelling antagonists of breaking bad turned into a protagonist in better call saul and like because obviously better call saul focuses quite heavily on mike ermin trout as well and building his relationship Mm. with with gus with gus it's just I love Beckles all. It's just such no, a hundred percent. Like I, I need, I need to, I really need to finish it and to yes. to get into it because I, I've only season one to be honest. Really? So, yeah. Okay. I, I, wow. I, I've really held off because um, kind of for me, I, I'm still kind of getting over Breaking Bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like honestly, it's uh, it's left such a such a hole in me that um yes. yeah. I guess the one thing I would pose is like would. Better Call Saul be as good if Breaking Bad didn't exist, right? Like, mm, that's a very good question. It kind of can't exist without the other one, which is kind of why I would put Breaking Bad ever so slightly higher, look, just in general. I think season one. Look, here's the way I look at Better Call Saul. It as it gets so, in terms of the story, as it gets closer to Breaking Bad in the timeline, thematically, it becomes further away. Right. And that is very interesting. So the story yeah. of the story of Better Call Saul, and this is sort of what Vince Gilligan said, what he wanted to do, and what Bob Odenkirk, the, the actor who plays uh, Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, um, in the show, has said, is that the story of Breaking Bad was engineering a, a particularly likable character into an unlikable monster who you hate by the end. Mm. And the story of Better Call Saul is taking a character that you already distrusts and is a sleazebag and you Mm. don't like then going back 10 years in his past seeing that he's a normal and nice guy watching him transform into a sleazebag but still having sympathy for him and still being on side because the stuff that jimmy mcgill does is nowhere near on term on, on par in terms as what uh, Walter White did right I mean apart from yeah uh, of course no, he didn't poison a child yeah it? exactly yeah he didn't well I mean he without giving you spoilers for season 3 he kind of he, he kind of did the dirty on this poor old lady but like that's by the by um, he kind of got his comeuppance for that but like anyway it's just such a compelling story and in answer to your question yes it could exist without Breaking Bad but I think season one, maybe season two, would need some fairly substantial rewrites because it kind of relies, especially Tuco's introduction in the first episode of Better Call Saul, like that shock factor relies on you having seen Breaking Bad and knowing yeah. who Tuco is, right? Of course, so yeah. you have a few more of those sort of moments when you first see Gus on, on Better Call Saul and, and, and first see Mike and stuff. You, you're like, oh, remember that guy from yeah. uh, Breaking Bad? Um, but these characters are still compellingly written in a way that you can probably go into Better Call Saul without having seen Breaking Bad and be just as satisfied. Great. So, okay. And where can you find um, Better Call Saul? You can find Better Call Saul on uh, all websites that stream AMC streaming sites here in Australia. So Stan, Stan I think is your be, best yeah. bet in the US. I think you want, is it a Hulu? Is, Hulu, is, I think, is, yeah. I think it's yeah. the US version. Um, or just the AMC channel and other streaming services. 
Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, excellent. Moving on from my rant about <laughs> Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, we have a very special review of the uh, three-part graphic novel saga by our very own Stephen. Stephen, take it away. Mm. So, uh, as I kind of hinted at la- last week, um, saga is just one of my all-time favorite things of pop culture anywhere, any for anything. <laughs> it's it's so so compelling. It's so such like an inventive world um i love brian k vaughan the writer and fiona staples is the artist her art style is just tremendous throughout the entire series um and it just like, brings such like a vivid crazy world to life yeah. and i kind of feel like it's like one of these things where it's the best version of like a romantic story with an action with like a war subplot with like politics and it's also so it's for got a listeners who might not know what saga is and might not ever come across the work before can you give us a little layman's yeah. overview 30 second overview of what it is and what the plot is yep okay so essentially saga if we didn't already say is um it's an ongoing comic book series um which is essentially written by brian k vaughan and fiona staples and essentially the plot is it's about a family um, who are made up of a mother and a husband who are from two warring planets. And essentially, they were soldiers and they fell in love and they had a child together, which mm-hmm. essentially is... People don't even think it's possible. Yeah. And it's essentially about the bounty hunters that chase this family and them trying to survive. And mm-hmm. it through this kind of wacky, crazy world. Of yep. course, the compelling part of that story is, is the crossover between the two sides of the war. It's very much a story mm. about peace and about war and obviously it's it's written in such a crazy world that that message can kind of get lost within the parts of the story that are sort of more crazy but what i took away from it was is that it very much has a lot of messaging around this is a story about two warring factions that have been warring for, for god knows how long and, um, and didn't they say in the first episode, in the first um, one, they don't even know what they're warring about anymore? Yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point, which is kind of like a funny commentary, I guess, on like mm. our own wars, I suppose. Yeah. That like, what do we actually hate each other for? Like, in the end? yeah, and it, it's kind of like plays into sort of stereotypes around racism and things like that. Mm. It's, yeah. it's a very compelling story, and I went into it with reasonably high expectations because obviously you'd hyped it so much, <laughs> you hyped it a lot, and I was, I was, I was quite impressed obviously there was the you know the kind of like um the the i don't know the the kind of overly uh, obscure and sexual world that they live in kind of didn't hit home with me right but the messaging and the story and the characters did and that's what i liked about it was the characters and the development of those characters across the three yeah i i agree i i mean um i haven't really gotten into comic books before like i'm not I don't know, I'm much more of like a reader or a watcher because sure. I, I like what each each of those um, things bring to the table. And I think the story was really, really lovely. Well, not lovely is not the right word, but it's, it's I think there... <laughs> no, there, there, are so moments, there are moments that are like really, really fantastic. And I love the character development with the antagonists that kind of become like less antagonizing. Yeah. And, you know, there's like, there's... You know, it's it's nice to kind of see this like p- little bubble of like peace, kind of, especially with the little baby. Um, you're probably gonna hate me for this though. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I just I think I'm just not a comic book person right. because I thought the story was quite strong. I think um, for reading three volumes, I would have liked to have gotten more out of it. Right. Like, is in 
more actual events. Right. Um, I think that's just because it's a comic book. Yeah. And, I mean, I love books because you get the, like, the internal thought processes and there's kind of you get like you know gorgeous description and it's kind of like a little movie playing in my head and I love movies because you get that visual like (laughs) you get everything I think with the comic books I struggled because I found it hard to look at both right like I found it hard to um read and visualize yeah Yeah. because I, I I found myself at times just reading the the like the actual dialogue and like the the kind of commentary trying to ignore the images yeah but then losing that i think i think i think it takes it takes definitely a bit of getting used to especially if you've never read any kind of comics this is kind of a a rock and roll uh introduction to comics i think because obviously (laughs) not all are as crazy as as this kind of especially visually like this is kind of one of the most dynamic kind of visually looking comics if i can if i can perhaps give two examples of of one thing that i really did enjoy about saga and one thing that I think could possibly be improved or one thing that I didn't particularly like. Number one thing, I really loved the dynamic, the short and sweet dynamic between Bar and Alana, is it? Is it yep. Alana? Yeah, yeah. Alana, yeah. Um, like, obviously, Mar- Marcus, Marco's uh, father and yeah. his, his wife, they're kind of almost getting off are on the wrong foot and then building like a yeah. a close bond within only a couple of hours would have been in the, in their time mm. before before spoilers barb dies i wish they'd have kept him around yeah and possibly i think he would have been a really good like kind of tempering yes. because having yeah. his wife then not like alana yeah, and having I that mean... dichotomy would have been quite good for the story yeah no exactly i think um, I don't know. I think it just comes with the comic book. Is it just like, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like a lot of the um, events or relationships were really given enough importance to me because, I mean, it's just because it's a comic book. Like, yeah. I'm just not used to reading comic books. Um, but I really liked the kind of like, I liked the the personality of all the characters. Like, I like how they like bounce off each other and kind of like, yeah. you know, a lot of them are so sassy and sarcastic and I love that. Like, yeah, the, I mean, the, the story and the characters for me are like two of the massive things that always bring me back to Saga. Like, people like Prince Robot, I think it's just great. Oh, like, such, funny, such, such a kind of, will. yeah, the Will, yeah, the Will and Prince yeah. Robot in particular are two great characters. Two very strong characters. I love Lion Cat as well. I think, yes, Lion, Lion, Cat, <laughs> Lion Cat is great. A great little, a great little character. Conception. I think, look, for me, a saga, I think there's too many character introductions. So right. Yeah, I feel like you're still quite early, I would say, in the okay. story. So there's nine okay. overall of these, which, uh, sorry guys, I'm going to get no. you to read them all. <laughs> yeah. okay, um, okay. Just because I really want to see kind of what your thoughts are now compared to kind compared of to in the future. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I also had quite a slow introduction to it. I kind of, I liked Saga 1. I enjoyed Saga 2, especially because I liked what they did with Marco's character with him kind of... um killing someone and kind of dealing with yeah. that that was really interesting yeah. was but really i still wasn't quite hooked until the third one so that's kind of why i decided to do the first three because the third yes, one that hooked the second me. one i don't know i like them all i think the first one was probably the first and the third i kind of enjoyed the second one was probably the best one i think that's where right. they are on the spaceship primarily for most of yeah. it if i'm yeah. not mistaken and i actually was surprised very surprised by the attachment i had to the wills story specifically and that mini heart attack that i had when lion cat was ejected from the spaceship and i as much as i hate animals dying i kind of wish 
because there's no consequences apart from the author guy who we were introduced to for all of like half yes of okay. which i do want to talk about in a minute because okay. um um, like nobody died, nobody had any consequences. Maybe apart from Prince Robot, who just kind of walked off after being like reset or whatever yeah. happened towards yeah. the end. I do have okay. One thing that really did confuse me yeah. is um, okay, Sophie, the little girl. Yes. So she's introduced, and then there's this like image of her with like huge teeth, and she bites someone. That was a dream. That Sorry. makes so much more sense. <laughs> I, was, I was like, is this a flashback? Like, because it's like, it, I think it's at the opening of the third one. Or right. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this like a, this is a flash forward and now we're going to go back like, oh, 24 hours earlier type yeah. of thing. And I was like, what is that? Like, I what think happened, yeah. I was, I think that's p- probably the biggest moment that I was like, I don't understand this. Yeah, right. Probably because like three I was like, there was bit. no like real, I think that must have been a moment where I was like, just kind of looking at I think it was almost words, a premonition just, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the wheels, yeah, with part. the whole, with um, the whole, she went crazy because she yeah. ate the fruit or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I just like I don't know. I think yeah, I the... just really struggle with comic books. <laughs> so Stephen, give us your, as it's your, it's your review, it's your mm-hmm. choice for your, you know, you obviously this means a lot to you. Give us your yes opinions. Give us your lowdown. So yeah, for sure. No, I, I definitely, I definitely can see where you guys are coming with specific things, especially something like not being familiar with like the comic format. Yeah. Like 100, I understand it. Um, I, I do hope that like kind of the strong themes of the story in particular get through because for me it's like it's such a great story and I really feel like I mean like I have no idea how they would convert something like this to film because it's just it'd just be so much money it'd the amount it's so big in scale that it'd be so hard to do properly maybe a television series would be good but I I do see each of these three kind of as as um so so there's nine volumes out at the moment I see three being one film uh then four to six being okay. a second film. So I kind of see it as a trilogy at the moment. So this, all these three would be one film. And um, as the conclusion goes, I really love how this third book concludes in particular with the whole, the death of um, Oswald Heist. And I, I really like that idea of this book that kind of, this ideology that brings two people together. Kind of, It's a very left-leaning um, oh, yeah, yeah, book, which is obviously, you know, that's either going to p- agree with people or disagree with people. Yes. Um, yeah. But it also does its best to kind of show the faults with that as well because um, yeah. kind of joking around that it's really just a stupid love book but like yes. what is this message like how powerful yeah. can it be it's a stupid love book but mm. the author really intended it to be and uh, almost like a propaganda, propaganda <laughs> yeah. for yeah. pacifism basically I mean I, I said I loved that because like yeah. I honestly like books are just such a big part of my life and mm-hmm. I totally get that books can straight up change your life like they can yeah. fully change what you think and I, I just kind of I love yeah. that and I think it's really cool that there, it was kind of like an explicit, but like, kind of like jokey, oh, but like, this is what we're saying. Yeah. Like, the, listen, yes. this right here, this, please listen to this. Doing like, your face, yeah. Yeah, it was, I kind and of I, liked I, it. I, I, of course, don't mean to criticize the writer and the artist at all for their creative yeah. decisions, mm. but I personally... I don't know, the messaging around the pacifism pacifism and the mm. two sides coming together, I really liked the characters I really liked. As I said before, the one thing, and I'm not approved by any stretch <laughs> of the word, but yeah. I just, the, the unnecessary massive sexual universe that they apparently reside in, I don't know, it, just, it felt a bit odd to me. I just, yeah, yeah it, it's complete, it's completely this kind of original thing we've never really seen yes. before. So I think how in your face it is is going to be quiet <laughs> be yeah. quite interesting i'm just flicking through okay. some pages here and like you, yeah you've yeah. opened and there's already so immediately a sex scene yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. um yeah i opened specifically these kind of pages because uh, i think that 
this, but it's kind of as you go on you'll realize this is kind of what makes this world so interesting this kind of it's also making this commentary about how kind of ultra sexified like kind of a world that we live in now and yeah. um okay. how that can yeah. be kind of dangerous almost See, I, yeah. I didn't mind it so much i mean Again, I just kind of mostly just like read it, so I was like yeah. not paying too much attention. I don't mind it except for that one bit with the huge giant <laughs> ball bag. I couldn't, oh, yeah. I straight up couldn't look. I was like, I'm gonna throw that was up if I look. That. Oh, like that, that was, I'm so sorry to bring that in your mind, no. but it was so yeah. disgusting. It's try, yeah, it's trying to be so in your face in that video. So, like, the no massive lowdown thing with the tiny appendage. Yeah. Like, oh my god I, I'm by no means approved <laughs> but that was like of course not oh stop I don't want to look at that it's just, it's <laughs> I just disgusting. pulled it up oh my god oh, it can is you please awful. close it please put that away oh my god <laughs> um, okay. for those listening at home he just opened to that exact page I think we might put Ooh. this on screen right now <laughs> oh my god we'll, our video will get taken down immediately <laughs> if that happens um, so just there's two last things I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. with Saga um uh, so the first thing is the rumors of a film adaptation that's been talked about for a long time, mm. um, with Tessa Thompson being attaching herself <laughs> pretty much to <laughs> to the project, <laughs> yeah. pretty much being so in love with it that she wants to play Alana, which I think would be great casting. I really like oh, her. Oh, um, absolutely, that, that, that would be really good. And it has she, been, she played Valkyrie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. No, and there has perfect. been two rumors long term of who would play Marco um, and it's funny actually because I totally forgot about this and it's really gonna you guys are gonna laugh when oh I say God. who Is originally Keanu? Keanu was was, <laughs> no. the, was the very was the very first a long time ago when this first started wow. coming out wow. for about, I can't imagine about eight, that I about yeah, eight, just, eight years ago Keanu I'm gonna wow. say no to Keanu I'm just, I love you babe yeah. but yeah. no the best one that I've heard is uh, Steve Ewan um, okay. to play uh, so he's uh most, most prominently known from Lost, the Asian oh, yeah, guy from yeah, Lost. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice one. Um, Let me do a quick little Google. Yeah. I and um, he, he's he's also in Burning, which is a film that came out uh, this year. You see, whenever I imagined Marco, I always sort of thought of like a... Definitely a... He's got like Asian features, he which does. I know. Yeah, I was thinking of an Asian actor. Um, who's that chap in, um, uh, in Ant-Man 2? That FBI agent. Oh, I actually haven't seen Ant Man 2. It's the only um, Marvel film I haven't seen. This oh, chap, uh, the, the guy at the beginning of Ant Man 2. Mm-hmm. What's that actor's name? Wait, what is he The doing? Asian FBI uh, agent guy at the beginning who speaks oh. with Cassie Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's beginning. in off, off, Fresh Off the Boat. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's. Ah. Oh, man. I, I know. I just kind him. of imagine that kind of actor in. As Marco, you know, he does have those kind of Asian e features. I think their whole Definitely. sort of like that particular side of the conflict does. Definitely. Yeah. And there was a. Um, oh, Randall Park. That's it. Randall, Randall Park, Park, yeah. Randall I was like, Park, I, I, think. I knew him. He, yep. he, he is, for some reason, who I imagined when I was kind of thinking of Marco in terms of. Because I know you said there'd been nice. rumors of film adaptations, so I was thinking, yeah. like, who could play these characters? There were some really good ones. Um, Michael Fassbender, for a long time, was talked about playing Prince oh, Robot, yeah. which nice. I love. Um, oh, yes. And one of the best ones that I heard that I absolutely love is um, Jason Statham as The Will. Oh, and, yeah. Which is just, oh, to me, it's just perfect yes. comment. It's perfect yeah, it's casting. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like what about Gwendolyn? I kind of think maybe, like,. I don't know, I was thinking like Naomi Harris, but she's a model. So. Naomi Harris could work, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even maybe, uh, I don't know if I'm getting the name right, um, Halle Berry? Halle Berry, yeah. Yeah, Halle Berry could be yeah. cool. It's, um, um, oh, Naomi Harris plays Money Penny in. Yeah. Yeah, so she oh, would be right. fantastic for, for 
Gwendolyn. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think the stork, there was a lot of talk of Scarlett Johansson playing the stork oh, as God, well, which would be great. Oh, um, yes, I would love that. <laughs> I, I don't know. If maybe I'm just thinking like... It's, it's um, to be such a prosthetic kind of... Yeah, or like thing. maybe it's just because I've seen so many naked scenes in Game of Thrones, but Amelia Clark is the stork. Yeah, right. That could be cool. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. feel like she wouldn't do that though. Cause didn't she say she's never, yeah, never she going to be she's never naked do on nude. TV again? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Which is, I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Um, yeah, and I guess the last thing I just wanted to bring up with Saga is, um, yeah, we've we've kind of talked through like the likes and dislikes. Mm. I guess just to end on a happy note, um, who's your favorite character? Would you say at this point in the story? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, Probably I, Lion Cat. <laughs> yeah, know, nice, like, nice. I really love um, Alana and yep. also the babysitter. What's her name? Yeah, uh, Isabel. 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 Yeah. Isabel's a great character as well. Yeah. How about yourself, yeah. Stephen? Uh, yeah, at, at this point in the story, I think I was a big like Marco and Alana guy. Mm-hmm. I, right. I really, really like that dynamic, especially in the third one. I think we yeah. get like a lot more of like them as a re- as a couple. Yeah. Can we like, talk about like the end as well with the whole like when he like pushes her off or yeah. something and like, oh. and like she flies for the first that was time. So yeah. Cute. I was so. And you happy. thought that she was gonna die. Yeah. What, right? Like kind of like attempted murder is cute. Well, well no, because he, he was like, I yeah. believed in you, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, but what if she? What if she legitimately couldn't fly? Well, then like it's a comic book. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I am very much a downer. <laughs> uh, and and uh, yeah, I would probably say also Prince Robot, I think, is he's just good. one of my yeah. favorite characters. He's funny. Yeah, he's fantastic. I like, well, as I said to you, I think the other day, I going back to Knights of the Old Republic, I always imagined Prince Robot speaking with that HK-47 overly sort yeah. of like British kind of a sophistication. <laughs> robot sophistication mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was tossing up between British or just like screeching that you yes. can understand. Like, like, you know, like the, yeah. the noise that computers make. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like a, just like a text-to-speech voice, like yeah, yeah, it's like split. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that is Do kind of one of the fun things about comics is you can kind of imagine these voices and like can, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of room yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Fassbender is Prince. Robert. Oh, I love yeah. Michael. Yeah. That would be funny. Yes, that that's that's a big yes. But, um, yeah, thanks for indulging me with the first three volumes, no, guys. Um, right. I, I I hope you guys are looking forward to continuing yes, it because definitely. um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and it definitely gets a teaser yeah. for mm-hmm. next week's review. It is my turn to make a review this time, Definitely. and I'm going to be talking about the TV smash hit that is getting a 2019 10 years later reunion at Christmas, Gavin and Stacey, one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I won't say any more now, um, but that is a little little, little um, teaser for next week's review. Mm-hmm. Before we sign off, guys, um, any of you been creating anything? recently or are you still focusing on the stuff we spoke about last week uh well my film is actually mostly finished we've like Excellent. submitted it for marking we've got to get some color grading done um but i think we should be uploading it to facebook Wonderful. and youtube very soon we'll be sure That's to great. post those um, links around and make sure yes. our listeners can can see yes, sabrina action do you are you just directing or do you have a starring role i'm directing you're just directing, yes, just okay. directing. so no uh no sabrina cameo yet, mm, in, not any, yet. in any mm. major motion picture <laughs> but one day Stephen, any creations on the go? Um, yeah, I'm still working actively on my feature at the moment. Um, got my, got my, getting my pitch ready to go, which is Wonderful. great. Um, and I'm also work, writing at the moment a, a short film, which I'll be uh, directing and probably co-producing, um, which will be hopefully shooting in December. So Excellent. looking forward to that. That's a good stuff. Gonna be fun. I have started work on my book. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I had a. I've got some notes down for a prologue. I started writing it last night, actually. Love that. And got really. I 
did about a, a, a prologue that was a couple of hundred words, decided I hated it and deleted it. We love that. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm currently at zero words, but I have got an idea for a story, uh, an overarching story. I just kind of, in these early stages, am going by the very, very much by the 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 premise of let's just write and mm-hmm. it's like neil gaiman says you know it's like writing is like um driving on a foggy road and occasionally the fog clears mm-hmm. and you can kind of see where you're going <laughs> yeah i'm kind of just gonna go with it and i've got an idea for some some great characters i think that i'm really proud of um and possibly a story that that might need some editing but again early stages so watch great. this space looking forward to it thank yes. you okay guys well thank you so much for listening to this episode of anything and everything uh you can find us on all of our social medias which are linked of course in the podcast description on our youtube channel and on screen right now if you're watching uh i've been tom i'm sabrina (laughs) and i've been steven thanks guys and we'll see you next time bye bye bye